and unsurpassed, penetrating and perfect dharma, is rarely met with, even in a hundred thousand million kalpas, having it to see and listen to, to remember and accept, I have vowed to taste the truth of the Tathagata's words. Morning. I'm uh, here and I'm not here. I'm starting a retreat for lawyers uh, tomorrow afternoon and the state bar is giving me grief as they have in the past, off and on, about giving, being able to give people continuing education credit. And I'm 99% sure it'll all work out, but I don't know for sure. And I, would, I could just feel it like I'm, my breath is shallow. It's like I won't be able to breathe until I know. And that will not be before the retreat starts. Maybe it'll be by the end, I don't know. So, oh, and I'm getting stuff ready and I thought I had a whole other ink cartridge of black and it turned out I didn't. I had two magenta. And office max closes at eight. And I thought they were open till 10, but they're not. So it's just my anxiety level is a little high and I keep reminding myself to breathe. One of the things I'm using for this retreat that I love and I have, I, I, I think about it and we actually use it sometimes and then we forget about it or I forget about it. This is Joko Beck's practice principles, I guess she calls it. And you'll, you have heard this before, I think. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. So I guess the bar, <laughs> the bar is my teacher right at the moment. It's a little bit garbled. Could you read the last line again? I didn't, I couldn't make out the word quite. Uh-oh. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Holding to self-centered thoughts is what we do. And I think it's, it's useful to remember that that doesn't necessarily mean that you're being selfish. It means something deeper than that. It means that we center our experience on ourselves. We think, I think, that I'm the center of the universe. And that it revolves around me. I believe the things that I think. And it is suffering. It is suffering. I want, maybe I'll stop doing that, but I want to be, you know, I want to be permanent. I want to be safe. I think I have a belief that if I'm not perfect, I won't be safe. 
which is problematic because there's no way that we, not only do we believe ourselves to be in the middle, but we hold on to that. We hold on to that. Anything else is the unknown, letting go into the moment is, is kind of scary because I know me. I know how to do me. Not always pleasant, not always skillful, but at least I know how. And if I just, as, as Dogen says, allow the myriad things to come forth and experience themselves, and I'm not in charge, in some way, it's, it's a tremendous relief. When I remember that, but so often I don't, and I, I think, I, I think and believe, I think and believe that I want to be in control. I think and believe that that's the only safe thing. And I also know that's ridiculous. Well, there's a pejorative word sneaking in. I know that it's not true. But the holding on to it, she says exactly the dream, the holding on to it is the suffering, I think. Caught by self-centered thoughts, only suffering. It isn't so much that we have the self-centered thoughts because we kind of have to, I think. I, I have to believe my impression that a table is solid, right? I have to believe that I can choose words that will communicate with you. And I do not have to be caught by it. And my practice is to admit that I am caught by it. And to remember to loosen my grip to open the hand of thought. And when I do, it's such a relief. It may not be easy all the time, whatever, but it's a relief and it's often a joy. Right, I don't have to be in charge. I could just be another person muddling along in the universe. And when I remember, or when I notice just how hard I'm holding on to some thought or another, and I loosen my grip, that is compassion. When I allow the myriad things to come forth and experience themselves. Then compassion arises naturally because I'm one of them. I'm all of them also, but I, in my, my daily experience, I'm one of them, but I don't have to be, I'm not responsible for everything. This is a, this is a creed of a, 
classic codependent, right? I am not responsible for them. When I can see them without an agenda, then I can be useful to them. Then compassion arises naturally. And I've been thinking a lot about kindness. It's going to be the theme with the, with the lawyers, really, about kindness. Uh, Kate lectured recently um, about the, the Suzuki Roshi fascicle out of Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, on uh, mistakes in practice, I think it was, and, it, and a Pema Chodron article from quite a while ago. I think it was 1997. Anyway, it was in, I guess it was in Tricycle. And she's talking about uh, kindness. And Steve was recently at Green Gulch, actually it was a year ago, Green Gulch. And, and uh, Reb Anderson led this intensive practice period and talked a lot about compassion. And I do believe that compassion arises out of emptiness. It arises out of knowing connection. Sometimes we say stay close and do nothing. So notice how this one is grasping or self-concern. Noticing, then we can let it go. A friend of mine was with a good friend of hers who was dying. And, uh, and the dying friend at one point commented that my friend was, I don't know, obsessed or you know, too, too interested in her dying, you know, rather than just being available to her friend she was kind of staring. And I knew exactly, my friend knew exactly what the dying person meant, and so do I. And that's, that's self-centered thoughts. That's caught. And again, it's not terrible. It's not mean. It's not selfish in the way we, you know, in a, some pejorative way. It's, it is how we are and we practice to let go of it. We practice seeing how we get caught, how we hurt ourselves and others too sometimes. I don't know if her friend was so hurt. She might've thought it was funny. It probably was funny. It is funny. I do think, I think that compassion, I, my belief is that compassion grows out of emptiness, that it's a natural response to connection. And I think too that we can put our attention on it. We can form an intention to be 
kind, to be compassionate. And I think Pema talks about needing, needing that. You know, you, you uh, practice and you look at all of your unskillful ways and your, your issues and whatever. She says something about exploring every nook and cranny of your being. You know, and it can get really hard and it can get depressing. And you can start to push too hard. And then you might even quit or, or be overwhelmed. People who've been practicing for a few months often say, oh, I didn't realize what a jerk I am. I think this practice is just making, making me into a jerk. You need to see more. There needs to be leavening. There needs to be levity. There needs to be some, uh, some also some lightness. And I do think that we, that it's useful to put our intention on being friendly, kindly, compassionate. To ourselves and not not a foolish compassion not la la land or uh, there's a series of books that are you, probably nobody ever reads anymore Pollyanna not a Pollyanna-ish kind of compassion and the, the character in that book was she was a minister's daughter and she made a game of, of always finding joy in something, so people would donate things to uh, the family, to the church. And uh, one week there was there was nothing much but a pair of crutches, and so she decided to be glad she didn't need them. Okay, maybe that's advanced practice, I don't know. But my intention is to be kind to myself, to take a kindly, friendly interest. And when self-criticism arises, to not beat myself up for being critical of myself. And to listen to that voice. Let it tell me what, what the real issue is. Take care of it. And I do believe that that is that I was going to say balance. I'm not sure balance is the right word, but it's doing that conflation of looking deeply and letting go of the self-centered nature of that looking and doing it in a way that is kindly, gentle, compassionate. And when we don't, then to listen to that harsh voice for a bit and ask it what's going on. Mine usually ends with you're not taking good enough care of it. And yours may end, I don't, I don't know. Mine is rather common. But at any rate, we need that leavening. So that's what I wanted to say. Just a, just, a, just a friendly reminder, be nice to yourself, you're all you've got. Anyway, that's me making a joke because I'm
So, does anybody have any comments or questions or thoughts, Steve? Yeah, so at first I was thinking that, well, my experience is a little bit different, which is that when I started really working on compassion, um, after, I'll talk a little bit about the Green Gulch experience in a minute, but um, as you said, after that, after the last year, I've been really working on compassion and it seemed to sort of build on itself. Then I realized, actually, I think I had been working on it all along. And what happened was that I was in the right place at the right time and open to, to it. And then adding to that, that I feel like it's, to me, it feels like sitting with compassion or being compassionate is, is meta. In other words, it's, to me, it's great compassion so that if, and the best way I can describe what I mean by this is to say that if I think of somebody who is, you know, annoying me during Zazen, and then I remember to be compassionate to both that person and the image of the person myself, but that's part of what I, I never did before. I would try to let go of it, rather, I'd try to just let it be, but actually bring compassion to it and to every other thing. And not trying to make a distinction between, oh, it's just in my own mind, so it doesn't count as compassion. Just kind of being open to it, being great compassion. Anyway, that's, I just wanted to like add to, that's what my experience in Spring Bowls have been to non-words. Zach? When I hear you talking about this, it, it seems like the, um, I, it made me think about thinking. <laughs> oh, that, yes. And that thinking is part of the problem. Like thinking about things too much. And I'm guilty of that. Obsessing, almost, or you just can't get it out of your mind. And sometimes I think about Suzuki, was it Suzuki Roshi who said, um, sort of the way to, to not thinking is not thinking or something like that? Well, it's a, the Fukan Sasengi that we yeah. were... Okay, we that's right, that's right. Think not thinking, how yeah. do you think not thinking? Non-thinking. Yeah. That's Mr. Dogo. That's fun. So anyway, I guess I'm just wanted to say that I find thinking gets me in trouble. But it's hard to go through life without thinking because we have this organ that that's what it does. Well, she says caught by it is the yeah. problem. Yes. Yeah, so that's something to think about. <laughs> Liam? What, what Jack was saying just reminded me of the way that uh, Uchiyama would describe thoughts as like brain secretions. Yeah. Kind of like a runny nose. <laughs> it's, just, it's just what it does. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking for a while now about how um, kindness has just become like the most important thing that I want to cultivate. And what I mainly notice is what gets in the way 
is my sense of control, wanting to control or not accepting. It's kind of lacking that radical acceptance that what's happening now is what's happening now. <laughs> it's much as I want to change it. But uh, yeah, it's been on my mind um, for a while now, so appreciate that. Yeah, actually, I was thinking um, about tea with Mara. I heard this somewhere in the somewhere uh, about taking kind of a moment to just sit down and have tea with the, the whatever it is that's going on in the mind. Um, in fact, I had an opportunity to do that this morning. I was doing my tour and I stopped, finished that, and I the vacuum still going, so I started folding laundry and something came in and suggested something else, and instantly I got irritated. And you're like, oh, tough, what to do? And I was like, okay, this, it's all right, calm down. And it made me think when you said, even though there's part of me that thinks I want to be in charge of something and do what I want to do and get that done, actually, it's a relief not to be and to just be like, okay, let me just go do that, just stop and do that. And that's something I have to constantly practice because I have this idea of what I doing and I want to finish completion and I think this is the right way to do it and somebody else suggested something different and it just it'll throw me off balance you know <laughs> so I had tea with Mara this morning very quickly to be my attitude right and then uh this week I lit, sat to a class online with Tara Brock uh, uh Brock is the last name anyway about how kindness actually is evolutionarily beneficial and some, some people doing some research around this and have different animal groups in the and also looking at humans and how friendliness actually is a, a positive adaptation and, um, and in that shift about cultivating an attitude of friendliness. So I have that now posted on my computer at work and then of course in my car, you know, anywhere where I'm kind of you knowing I'm going to engage other people, just cultivating an attitude of friendliness. You know, you, you remind me, Steve, about uh, speaking of uh, compassionate mind. Uh, I have told this story, but not for a while. Years ago, I was sitting uh, with Joko Beck down in uh, San Diego, and they sit in a, a sort of a tract house, and it's just carpeted all over, and people are just seated around the wall so you're facing the wall and i think you have a sabaton and it's off or whatever and i was sitting beside a woman who was i guess she was crying and she was sniffling all the time apparently joko doesn't believe in people blowing their nose or something i don't know anyway she was sniffling all the time and i kept thinking to myself i should be compassionate i should i should feel uh sorry for her i should feel I shouldn't let it, it shouldn't bother me because she's suffering and so I should have a compassion. And <laughs> it, it didn't work. And then during a break, you, you get your food and you go back to your place and I sat down and I started eating and the thought arose, I don't have compassionate mind, I have irritated mind. And then it all went away. And it didn't bother me after that. And it was, you know, it was just totally, after lecturing myself the first half of the day, I, I just stopped doing that. And, um, you know, on some visceral level accepted it, but it wasn't, 
and it wasn't, you know, the acceptance was reflected in saying, I have irritated mind. No, but I, as I said it, I didn't have it anymore. Anyway, um, I'm not sure what that, that says something about compassion. I'm not sure what, you can't legislate it, I guess. Yes. Which kind of related to that hearing about how to um, cultivate kindness and compassion. Is that even possible? You know, some people are nicer, friendlier um, than others. Um, can a put this sort of strangely can a jerk become a nice person by cultivating niceness? I, I think it arises out of cultivating awareness and no finding over and over and over and over and over again until you get tired of it that um, being irritated feels lousy and, and that it's often um, kind of compulsive, you know, that, that you just, you make things worse for yourself and other people and so on. So, so it's mostly about paying attention. And I think what I, what I said at some point was, and I think is true, that you can form the intention to be gentle and kind with yourself while you pay attention. Mm -hmm. And um, you can cultivate it. You can cultivate it. And it's, it's maybe more about letting go of the control stuff and the being caught. Because when you're not caught, then it's, it's easy to be compassionate. It's easy to be kind. Well, that's, to quote that song sometimes, you know, everybody loves a lover. I'm a lover, everybody loves me, and I love everybody since I fell in love with you. You know, that feeling when you're, the, the, when the, the freshness of, of new love, the romance or whatever, it's really easy to be nice to everybody. He's got a long way to go before he starts thinking about what he thinks and how it affects other people. But I guess that doesn't mean, I mean, he may never attempt even or notice, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen. Is that a way of looking at it? Well, yeah, it's also not your problem. Yeah, I, I you know, I, if it again, but then, then you, if, if it does, if it really bothers you, if it hurts you, if it hurts your heart, you know, then you decide if you want to say something or mm -hmm. cut back on your time with him or whatever. Then, mm -hmm. then you respond, you know, and you might say, "It's kind of painful to hear that." You, you, you're kind of you sound dismissive, mm -hmm. or whatever. You don't have to buy into it. No, and I also don't have to, which maybe is what you're saying, I don't have to teach him a lesson. No. <laughs> <laughs>
Because then he'd think I was an idiot. No. <laughs> Thank you. Don't ask anymore. Well, it's it's uh, ten after eleven or something like that. I don't remember if the clock's been fixed. But they, they clock, this it's clock two minutes gets, fast. It it uh, speeds up. It, it, you fix it and then pretty soon it's fast. So beams are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it.